Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You guys know where to follow me because I am verified. Uh, Chris, let them know where they could follow you as soon as you call it the tweet machine. <laughs> what is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206, and that's CKID206. Chris, I wanted to wait. Before we get to our special guest, I wanted to let you know that I am verified on Instagram now as well. Um, so you got to step your game up and start calling the tweet machine. Um, <laughs> anyway, we have a special guest uh, on the line, uh, starting free safety for the Seattle Seahawks. We have Quandre Diggs uh, talking to us on the line. Quandre, what up, brother? Nothing much, man. How y'all doing? We good, we good. We hanging in there. We hanging in there. Um, you know, I want to start with this, uh, Quandre. You are, uh, what are you, you're 27, right? Yeah, 27. 27. Chris is 28. Just turned 28 a couple weeks ago. Uh, I turned 28 uh, on Friday, and you're a dad already. Uh, that's like the step in our lives that me and Chris haven't taken yet. You know, what, <laughs> what's uh, your daughter turns one really soon, correct? She turned one on Saturday. On Saturday. Okay, she's a cancer baby, just like all of us. There we go. Um, you know, what, what's this first year of being a dad uh, been like for you? Oh, uh, it's actually been cool. You know what I mean? I always heard, you know what I mean, like it's going to be different and things like that. But it has been different, you know what I mean? But it's been a different that I've really been able to enjoy. You know what I mean? Like I've really enjoyed, you know what I mean, the challenges of being a father, the challenges of, you know, trying to learn to be a dad during you know what I mean, a crisis and um, the challenges of learning how to be a dad, playing the game of football and, you know what I mean, trying to do all those things and understand that, you know what I mean, my daughter doesn't look at me as a football player. She looks at me as her dad, which is, you know what I mean, truly special to me. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, parenting, first-time parenting is tough for, you know, anybody working any job, but then you've got one that takes up a lot of your time. You come home and probably need to do more time with it, you know, film study or whatever. And then you're traveling all the time. Like how, how have you been balancing that on top of, like, you know, getting traded to a new city, too? Uh, It was different, you know what I mean? Because at the the time I got traded, my daughter was up there with me in Detroit. Uh, Her and my girlfriend were up for, like, a week. And, you know what I mean, we were just chilling, you know what I mean, relaxing, just, you know what I mean, just enjoying time together. And we got the call, but... It was de- it's definitely different, you know what I mean? Trying to put in all the time with being a great football player, which provides for me and my family, you know what I mean? So, um, it's definitely different. Um, it's definitely different, but it's definitely fun. I like the challenge, and it's definitely made me a better person. Um, you know, I, I talked to you and some other players. Uh, I talked to KJ, I think to Tyler Ott as well. Just about kind of how you guys are feeling about coming back to work you know, amid a pandemic, right? Like camp is supposed to start here pretty soon and it's pretty uncertain. You know, we don't know much about the virus. We don't know how much, how well it's going to go by bringing you guys back around each other. How does having a young daughter, you know, factor into how you're kind of looking at coming back to work uh, during COVID? Um, It's scary. It's it's scary because we don't have answers. You know what I mean? We don't have um, vaccines available. We don't have the proper protocols to go back into the facility with 90 guys. We don't have those protocols and the NFL is having a hard time passing the regulations that we put on the table with, you know, just having 20 guys in the facility at a time. So, um, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? Nobody could ever say that this will be a normal year because it never will. This year will always be, um, you know, known basically as, you know, a coronavirus year. 
know what I mean? I don't think it ever. I don't think it's gonna change in the span of five, six months of the year. Yep. Yep. So I don't think it'll ever change. You know what I mean, I think uh, we just gotta live with that, and I think that the owners have to understand that nothing about this year is regular. So we can't just have a regular training camp, but we can't have a regular season. So we kind of gotta get out of that. You know what I mean? Hmm. And the. I've been following closely the negotiations between the players and the and the owners. I mean, I did for the CBA as well. Um, that's a different discussion, but I definitely am right now. And it's really interesting to see that, like, the players seem to be coming from a central question. Are we going to be safe? Right? Meanwhile, the owners, it doesn't seem like that is their central question that's, like, uh, in their mind during negotiations. It seems to be, how much money are we salvaging? Um, do you get that sense uh, as well? And is that frustrating to, to be a part of? Yes, I, I think it's always been about money. You know what I mean? I think um, even with the freaking CBA, it's always been about money. We know money has been the motive that these owners have pushed the whole time. So um, I think for us, um, I think we're trying to do it the right way. You know what I mean? We just want proper protocols. We're putting our lives on the line, our family's lives on the line, to go out there for the entertainment of others and the entertainment of those owners and for their pockets to continue to get fat and um, to definitely ask us for a 30% escrow, you know I mean, of our salary. You know what I mean? When we're the ones putting our lives on the line and we're the ones, you know what I mean, taking all the risk when those guys are not even going to be at the game or in a box somewhere. Um, you know what I mean? I don't think it's right. Mm. And... I think it's definitely um, money-driven. I think this whole league is money-driven. And, you know what I mean, uh, I think the owners never take credit for that. I think the players always get the badge when guys want to ask for new deals, new contracts. Um, the fans tend to lean on the side of those owners, which those guys are billionaires with a B, and we're just billionaires with a M. One last thing on, like, the, the virus and everything, you know, there people – Depending on where people are or where they're getting the information, there's like varying degrees to which people are taking COVID seriously. And you're in Texas and it Texas closed down and then opened back up and then the numbers got crazy. Um, you know, how has seeing how the government has handled it in Texas specifically kind of shaped how serious this is uh, for you? I think it's just one of those things where I think, you know, we did the right thing by shutting down. Um, Texas. We shut the state down, but we were such a rush to open it back up. You know what I mean? So I think that was money-driven. I think it was president-driven. Um, I think that the governor of Texas um, was just trying to please Trump with opening the state back up. So I don't think that they've definitely had the best intentions for the people. I think they've had the best intentions for the economy. Um, mm. I, also, I also think that um, our government has been getting a lot of pressure from other other businesses about staying open during these times. But um, for us to mitigate and slow this transmission down, you know, I mean, I think the best thing for us to do is the lockdown, and that's why I feel like that's going to put our twenty our date of the twenty eighth in jeopardy. Because when you have certain states like California, um, Texas, I know they're on the verge of probably locking down. How are we going to report back to a camp when, you know, I mean, these governors are going to have to lock their state down again? Mm. Um, you know, going, I want to revisit you getting traded to Seattle because um, I remember you talked a little bit about it and you even just mentioned it just now uh, talking about your daughter that that was a that was an overall shocking time. Um, I want you to can you tell us that story? You were, you were asleep, right, with your, with your daughter when you found out she was getting traded from Detroit to Seattle? Yeah, I was asleep, man. I was taking a nap. Uh, me and my daughter were taking a nap. 
You know, I mean, just a normal thing that me and my daughter do every day. I try to soak those moments up when I can and just take a nap with her. But uh, we were napping. Um, I had just got back from rehab. You guys know I was coming off the hamstring. So um, just got back from rehab, um, sleeping. I just kept my phone, kept going off. I saw uh, my brother called. And then I just ignored it. I was like, I call him when I wake up. I'm really tired. I don't want to wake the baby up. I hear my phone vibrating, but I'm thinking this time it's a dream. So I'm just like, nobody calling again. It's an off day. People know not to bother me. You know what I mean? So I'm sleeping. And then again, it went off. And this time I looked and it was my agent. I'm like, bro. And me and my agent, we have a really good relationship. So like he calls me randomly. I call him. You know what I mean? We talk a lot. Um, but I answer the phone. I'm like, hello? But I'm answering like, man, hello? What you want, bro? Like, I'm trying to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> and... <laughs> He was just like, hey, you headed to Seattle. I'm like, what? Boy, I'm on my couch sleep. Quit playing with me. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And at the time, me just waking up and not knowing, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, you know, Seattle, they set. They winning games. They don't need a safety. Like, what they trade for me for? So he's, you know what I mean? That's my whole thing. And he's like, nah, bro. Like, Detroit trade you to Seattle. Uh, I ain't going to say what else he said, but he's like, Detroit sent you to Seattle. Um, so you got, he's like, you need to call Bob Quinn and, and Bob Quinn back. So I'm like, dang, when this happened? He was like, shoot, like just now the trade about to go through now. So I'm like, dang, it literally got released on Twitter three minutes after I got, not even three minutes, probably like a minute after I got out the phone with the GM for the Lions. It got released to the media and my phone was going stupid. <laughs> I didn't, my girl was so mad. My girlfriend was so mad at me. Because, like, we never had, we only had probably five minutes when I was heading to the airport. Remind you, it's 3 o'clock. My flight was at, like, 7. We literally, so from 3 to, like, 6, I was on the phone, you know what I mean, talking to different people, figuring out what's going on. So me and her never had time to, like, discuss, like, how to pack the house, how we're going to get my mom down here, uh, my mom and dad down to help her pack like, how we got to find a place in Seattle. It was just, like, a whole bunch of different stuff that we had to figure out in a short amount of time. But I was on the phone with all those people. So she's like, you know what? Put your phone up. We need to have a serious talk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know she mean business when she say that. So I had to put the phone down. Since being traded to Seattle, you've played a whole season with the Seahawks. Can you describe in a few words or however many words you need to, how that first season went with the Seahawks and what you expect to bring to this new season if we, of course, have one? I would say one word would be refreshing. It was refreshing to be in a new environment, um, a fun environment, a place where I could finally, you know, spread my wings and just be myself. Um play the game fast and physical and not have to worry about the other BS of the football world. You know what I mean? It was more of just play ball, have fun, make mistakes, we'll fix them on the sideline. You know what I mean? Mm. It was kind of that. And um, I think I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I wish I wouldn't have had the injuries. Uh, wish I wouldn't have had to miss no games. You know what I mean? I feel like I was really getting into my groove. Um, the Carolina game when I had the high ankle sprain of just getting back into my tackling, um, 
being able to tackle because I just when you miss so many games and you don't get a lot of tackling reps, you know what I mean? You got to kind of get the speed of the game back and stuff like that. And yeah, I was making interceptions and forcing fumbles, but it was just like my tackling timing was down. And I think last year was probably the worst year I had tackling. I think it was a little bit of just trying to make too many plays instead of just letting the plays come to me. Um, but it was definitely refreshing to get over there with the guys, my teammates, the coaches, you know what I mean, our training staff. It was just a lot refreshing for me. And I needed a new atmosphere, man. I think I love my time in Detroit. You know what I mean? I love the fans. I love the city. You know what I mean? I wish we could have won more there, but I just think Seattle was more of a, a place for me where I needed to be right now. July 15, 2020, is Quandre Diggs 100% healthy? 100% healthy, uh, 100% healthy, um, got my weight down, uh, freaking feeling really good. You know what I mean? I think um, these past three days have been probably three of my best days training. I um, feel like I'm really just turning the corner and getting in shape. Of course, not football shape, but, like, I feel like I'm getting in really, really good shape, and um, it's showing. You know what I mean? I'm, tr- I'm working on some abs right now, so I'm going to see <laughs> if I can get these abs and, <laughs> And, and see see if one day you know, I mean I could I could be like DK and have my shirt off all the time. <laughs> That's a good goal, man. Can you talk about your relationship with Tyler Lockett? I understand that you guys have pretty much become really good, if not best friends. Can you speak about that relationship and how it came to be? Oh, that's my brother, man. I the crazy thing is, and I still have to get on Tyler sometimes because it's just like okay, we call he calls me. And, I, and if I call Tyler, I want to talk for three minutes. I want to get off the phone. But you guys know Tyler. Like, he just want to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, it's cool. I'm going to see you every day, bro, for the next 25 weeks, bro. I'm going <laughs> to see you for the next 25 weeks every day. So we don't got to have these long conversations on the phone. It's okay, bro. Like, I know you miss me. I'll see you when we get back to the facility. But, like, that's the type of relationship we always had. You know what I mean? It's crazy that. We always used to tell each other, like, man, what if we played on the same team? And then I'd be like, no, nah, I couldn't be on the same team with you because you got me in trouble when we was training for the combine. <laughs> but, like, it's dope, you know what I mean? It's dope for me to be able to get traded to a team where one of my really, really good friends is a team leader, a great player. Um, you know what I mean? is known in that community, is established, and I can go there and knowing where it's like, yeah, it's a new environment, but I have one of my really, really close friends here, and I know that through it all, he'll have my back. You know what I mean? So when I got traded, I was able to stay at Tyler's house for two months. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know that. Like, I literally stayed at Tyler's house for two months. Um, You know what I mean? He let me put, like, my stuff in his garage until I was able to get my own place. So it was just like, it it was another... No, another time me saying refreshing it was like refreshing to go somewhere and not just be in the dark and you know what I mean not knowing anybody and you know what I mean just the relationship that me and him have you know what I mean Tyler is the type that like keeps me he keeps me humble because as humble as he is you know what I mean I'm the guy that walks around <laughs> you know you guys see me in the locker room I walk around hella confident um hella confident, you know what I mean, and always joking around, always, but like Tyler's the one that's like, hey, bro, like, you know what I mean, he's like, hey, I mean, we gotta go get it, bro, like, this they bought you here for, you know what I mean, so like, 
he's like that common factor. And before every game, you know what I mean, we walk up to each other and we just tell each other, be great. You know what I mean? Like, that's just one of those relationships that you know, I feel like is, is dope. You know what I mean? I, I haven't, of course, like, me and Tyler have had that relationship since college, you know what I mean, and training for the combine. But, like, going to the team and, like, being on the team with one of your really, really good friends, not saying, like, I didn't have really, really good friends in Detroit because me and Slay are hella close. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, me and Tyler literally came in the league together, dreamed about playing on the same team as each other, and it's happened. You know what I mean? So, um, it's, it's super dope, and it's it's super dope to have somebody that I can always bounce questions off of that I know always has the best intentions for them. Now, you dropped a little teaser in there when you said that Tyler Lockett got you in a little trouble at the Combine. Are you able to tell us the story? Well, he got me in trouble doing Combine training. Mm. So, I'm going to tell you, so we were were in Irvine, but I'm going to tell you, our relationship started off rocky. Started off me, me and him competing against each other um, our junior year and, like, me cussing him out and he laughing and he catching the ball on me and he they called the pass interference on me and he pushed me in the back and I got <laughs> And, like, it was just, like, started off hella, hella rocky. Senior year, we competed against each other. I tackled in the first play, like, smashed in the first play. Then I had, like, a pass breakup. I mean, you know what I mean? And it just kind of, we had that mutual respect for each other. And then after the game, not knowing that we was going to sign with the same agency, Tyler was like, yeah, bro, I see you doing combine training. We didn't, neither one of us knew we were signing with athletes first at the time. Neither one of us. And I was like, hey, bro, you got Twitter? He's like, yeah. So we follow each other on Twitter. I mean, and then at the end of the season, I, I remember getting to Irvine and I got a DM and it's from Tyler. He's like, hey, bro, you in Cali? I'm like, yeah. Like, what's up? He's like, yeah, I'm here too. I'm like, you signed with A1? He was like, yeah. Then we met up on the little, uh, we had like a little rooftop, um, a rooftop where we had on our well, on our apartments where we were staying. And we met up there, and I remember my roommate was Brandon Bridge, um, quarterback from Toronto, Canada. And I was like, yeah, Brandon, this Tyler, Tyler, this Brandon. And I remember we left, Brandon was like, bro, that's Tyler Lockett? He looked like a, he looked like a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, that's Tyler Lockett, like the beast, you know what I mean? Like, he a beast. And I remember when we was training, one of the guys, like one of the people that worked at the uh, um, apartment asked Tyler, like, Tyler was like, hey, bro, I'm lost. Can you help me around? He's like, oh, are you the new janitor here? <laughs> like, they asked him that, you know what I mean? But when we was training for the combine, they had me and Tyler in the same workout group. And... If you guys know us, well, people know us, a lot of us, I'm not a big weight room guy, neither is Tyler. So I don't like the weight room like that. Like, I'll lift if I have to, if I do it, you know what I mean? So what? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's just me. Well, me and Tyler were going there, and we would lift, but, like, we would be playing around, like, joking, you know what I mean? Like, we ain't going to be serious all the time. Like, that's the type of players we are. I ain't got time to be serious all the time and putting age, putting, you know what I mean, putting years on my life when I ain't got to be serious like that. So, I remember the the head guy called me and Tyler up. Well, called the whole group up. It was just like, look, guys, we came here to train and get ready for the combine. We didn't come here to be playing all the time, blah, blah, blah. 
basically he singled out me and Tyler from everybody. The whole group is looking at us like laughing. <laughs> And me and Tyler, like, bro, no way we could be on the same team. We're going to get in trouble. We'll get in trouble too much, bro. But, like, Seattle is that perfect balance for our type of relationship where it's, like, fun and games and it's always joking, but we get to work in. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's perfect for us. But, like, some places it would get us in trouble if we did that. So, like, I think we're in a perfect situation. But that's how it was. He got me in trouble and, like, whole bunch of other stuff during the training combine when we training for the combine it's just a whole host of things you know when you brought up the you guys playing you you went to texas tyler went to kansas state uh, people don't know uh got playing against each other your junior year uh i look i just looked it up while you were talking so tyler hit you guys for 13 catches and 237 yards uh, uh, probably bro uh, yeah no i'm looking at it. how many of those was on you uh that year like it, two he had two deep balls on me bro <laughs> Oh man! The one deep ball, I was going. I went to go intercept the ball. Dude pushed me in my back, and like <laughs> I fell forward like three yards. And the referee called the pass interference on me. And Tyler got like four yards of separation. And I'm looking at the referee like, yeah, 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 offensive pass interference because I was about to intercept the ball. Referee said defensive pass interference. I'm like, bro, how did I get defensive pass interference <laughs> when I ended up four yards in front of this dude? And he ended up way back there. And my oh, coaches man. were like, when we went to film and watched it the next day, my coach was like, what was this guy looking at? <laughs> he, Tyler won't admit it to y'all, but he admitted it to me. He's like, I definitely pushed y'all. <laughs> well, yeah, then right. I looked at the next year. He gets you guys for eight catches, 100, 100 yards, too. Uh, yeah, at, none as... of them was on me. None of them was okay, on okay. me. Okay, okay. Make it very clear. Got to clear that up. Yeah, none of them was on me. I had a pass break of that game on him. Let's talk about matchup-wise. Who are some of the toughest receivers, tight ends, and best quarterbacks you have faced so far in your time in the NFL? Man, I faced everybody. You mm. know what I mean? So it's crazy. And, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not going to say, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's great. But, oh, uh, I start with receivers for like Julio. Mm. Yep. Of course, AB. Whoo. Yep. Mr. Quick Feet. Uh, yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas. Mm. You're laming a bunch uh, of great route runners, by the way. Continue. <laughs> uh, I, of course, I went up against freaking – I went up against – so, in my division, my old division, I had Steph, Thielen, mm. mm. Devontae. <laughs> That's brutal. A.R., a, a. Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, had, I went up against all those guys, you know what I mean? So, like – Every division game, I had somebody. Then at practice, I'm going up against Kenny Galladay and freaking Marvin Jones. Ooh. Then my rookie year, I was up against Calvin <laughs> on my team. You know what I mean? So, like, Jesus. I've seen them all. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen them all. Um, they all have different qualities. But, like, if I had to pick the best player I went against, it's going to be Calvin. I think Calvin is one of the best receivers of all time. And I went against him at practice. So, I could just imagine what guys felt like in the game. <laughs> Yeah, you know they feel I mean? helpless like, is probably what they feel. Exactly, because that's how I used to feel at practice, <laughs> helpless. And then it didn't make it any better. People would be like, hey, they throw a deep ball, you better run out the way. You better not even jump. Because if you trip Calvin up, they're going to cut you. <laughs> no, that, you, you are absolutely right, man. And can you, right. can, you, can you describe that hit you put on my man with the Vikings? Man, you came up and blew his top off. 
I think it was Monday night against the Vikings, and you just he was wrapped up, wasn't going down, and you come in like a missile and just explode. Can you talking you? about this year? Yes, it was oh, this, this season, but the Seahawks. I forget the player's name, but maybe you have more insight on it. Can you describe that play again? Walk us through it. Um, so I was mad, actually, because I had <laughs> missed a tackle on Steph early in the game. I missed a tackle, and he got down to, like, the three-yard line. So I was pissed at myself, you know what I mean? Like, dang, I missed that. Should have made that play. Um, but then, um, so I see that, you know what I mean? Dude catches the ball. He's doing a lot of juking. I'm just like, I'm fed up. <laughs> so I just ran full speed and just try to give him everything I had. And, you know I mean, it was just one of those hits where it's like, she's like yeah. my first game in the NC link. And it's like everybody looking like everybody. I just hit a crowd like, ooh. Like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in that zone now. And, like, once I get in that zone, it's hard for me to get out of it. But it was one of my biggest hits for sure. Can you de- one of my biggest hits. Can you describe that feeling and what it's like? Is it just – is it is it quiet? Is there Can you hear anything? Do you see – are you just like, man, I just destroy, like, what's going on? Like, I can only imagine, because I, I mean. So, during the play, I don't hear anything. So, when the play, when it's snapped, I literally hear anything. Everything goes, like, quiet. And then, once the play happens, uh, you can, it's like all the sound just comes back. Mm. So, like, I thought I just go in this zone. I've always been like that. Even as a kid, when I would run touchdowns, I never would hear the crowd or anything when the ball is snapped. Like, mm. I wouldn't hear any of that. And I just kind of go in this zone. And once the play happens, it's like everything just open back up, open back up again, and my ears are back open. Like, it's weird, bro. It's weird. I, I, got, a, I got a story on the flip side for you. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe not a story, but um, so I'm doing a story on Chris Carson before the start of the 2019 season, and I'm going through his highlights from 2018, and I'm looking Hardest at – Hardest running, running back in the league. That's what I was trying to prove, right? I was, like, looking for, um, you know, all his, like, big misses, like the times he just ran through people, right? And so I'm – uh, ran me over on the goal line. Boom, yeah. I was like – so it's crazy. I called my uh, uh my homie who covers the Lions. His name is Chris. I called Chris. I said, hey, man, do you think you could get me an interview with uh, Quandre Diggs? And he's like, what's it about? I'm like, well, I'm going through all the people Chris Carson ran over. I want to see if he'll talk about it. He was like, I'll try, but probably, probably not. Uh, and he, he 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 wasn't able to make it happen, but uh, yeah, man, I'm glad you, you beat you beat me to it, man. How where does what was that play like? And then did you and Chris ever talk about that when you guys became teammates? So, what that play is, um, so I had I was in blitz coverage, so I had CC, but I I was told to look stand in the middle, make it look like cover one, like it's a safety in the middle. Well. Me, I'm thinking I have an outside gap. So I'm thinking I'm outside. I don't have to fit inside. I'm thinking they're going to handle all that. Well, they snapped the ball, and it's just a big gap. You know what I mean? But I don't see anybody there. So I'm outside, and I try to make the guy right. Well, when I try to make the guy right, CC just pops out of nowhere. And all I see is him in the hole. I'm like, oh, <laughs> But you got to think, I've been tackling CC all game. Like, been tackling him all game. Me and him have had, like, four good collisions. So I'm like, dang. So, like, I just gear up. My feet are stuck in the ground because, like, he just popped out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even see him until the last second. 
And all I could do was just, like, tackle him and just try to hold on. But he was already at the two-yard line. So, it was like, of course, you know what I mean, if I tackle him, he's still going he's still gonna fall to the end zone. I fell backwards. It's not like he ain't fall either. But he was already in the end zone. You know what I mean? So, that's what it was. But, like, I've said it. I, after that game, I'm like, bro, he the hardest running, running back in the league. Like, I said that. And when I got to Seattle, I told CC, I'm like, bro, I like, man, you still got beef from you running me over. That, you know? <laughs> but it was just like, it's one of those things. And you can ask CC. If you ever talk to CC and you ask him, what do I tell him every game when he's on the, after the first drive? After every game, I, t- I mean, after every first drive or every time he scored a touchdown, I go up to him like, CC, bruh, don't nobody want to tackle you consistently. Mm. Nobody in the league want to tackle you consistently, bro. Just keep running like that. I'm like, because they're going to tackle you in the first quarter, but by the fourth quarter, they're going to stop tackling you. <laughs> and it happens every game. Yeah, every man. game, nobody want to tackle him by the fourth quarter, bro. Yeah, they just uh, they just put the Madden rankings out for um, all the running backs. Uh, I think everyone, but uh, everyone's talking about the running back rankings, man. It's it's crazy that Chris isn't in the in the top ten. I think he's a really underrated runner. And yeah, like when he hits you, you can. I mean, I, he's never hit me, thank God. <laughs> but it just looks like you can you feel that for a while. Bro, my first game when we played Atlanta, I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, they don't want to tackle him. Nobody wants to tackle him. And the the thing is that you guys don't know about CC. I'm sure he don't mind me telling, but like, if we fly to Atlanta, which is like four hours, right? On the way back after the game, CC sleeps the whole way back. And I remember one time I asked him, like, bro, CC, all you do is sleep for four hours on the way back on the plane ride back. He was like, bro, you gotta understand the running back taking them hits and like delivering them hits, bro. I be drained. I'm trying to get my body back. I'm mm. like, I feel you the way you be running. You need to take three now. <laughs> I do want to talk about your game because your game is really fun to watch. And I'm just trying to figure out what player you mirror your game after. I mean, there are a couple of safeties that came to my mind, but I actually want to hear from the player himself on who he who he looked up to and watched film on. I was like, I like that style. I'm going to try to mirror that, or that's someone who I just enjoy watching. So I'm going to tell you all a funny story. So. So, come out of high school, I played quarterback and I played safety. Um, of course, my favorite player when I was in high school, like my favorite player that was in the NFL at the time, Ed Reed and freaking uh, Ed Reed and like Troy Polamalu. Like, come on, that's everybody as a kid. Like, that's who you love. You know what I mean? Those are the players that you love. That was in the NFL when I was in high school. So, uh, my favorite college safety at the time was Earl. Like he's from Texas, you know what I mean. I play at I play it I play in Texas, and I'm going to Texas. Like that's my favorite player. Like he's going crazy, you know what I mean. So that was my favorite player. And I remember when I was coming out of high school, my recruiting coach came up to me and was like, "Hey, what position do you really want to play at Texas? Do you want to play safety or corner?" And I'm like, "Shoot, I want to play safety. Like I want to be like Earl. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I, I want to be like Earl Thomas." Well. They was like, well, if you play safety, you might not start as a freshman. They're like, but we had three corners leaving for the draft, so if you go play corner, you can start as a true freshman. So I'm like, say less. I'm going to play corner then. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to get on the field. Like, I just want to be playing as a freshman. So went to Texas, played corner. I actually asked to move to safety my senior year 
And my coaches was just like, man, we really want to put you at safety, but we don't have any corners where you can just make that move and we can find with the guys that's at corner. So I'm like, man, dang. So, like, I've always, like, been enamored with, like, the safety position. I always loved it. That's my, that's what our first position I played, like, growing up. So when I got the chance to, like, go to the league, it was like, but I, I took, what I did was when I played nickel, I took pieces of people game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I played nickel, it was like I wanted to watch Chris Harris. I wanted to watch Tyra Matthew. Like, you know what I mean? Those were the two guys that it was like, watch them two, and you can learn so much, and you can be really good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, freaking Tyron, like, everything he did or he still continues to do, like, I watch his film. I got Tyron tape on my freaking um, iPad right now. My team issue iPad, I got Tyron's whole 2019 tape on my iPad now. You know what I mean? He's a safety nickel guy. Like, that's what I see myself as. You know what I mean? I'm a safety now, but like as a, I was a safety nickel guy. You know what I mean? So, um, but like who I pattern my game as now, um, I'm, I still, you know what I mean? I still look at Earl. I still watch Tyron. Like those are my guys, two guys that I watch. You know what I mean? Two shorter guys make plays on the ball, tackle, can blitz, can do everything, you know what I mean? Those are the guys that I watch predominantly is, you know what I mean, Tyron and freaking Earl. And, you know what I mean, I have a lot of respect for other safeties in the league and Kevin Byer, you know what I mean, freaking Harrison Smith, mm-hmm. all those guys I have, you know, I got a ton of respect for. Um, but, like, the two that I watch the most would definitely have to be Earl and Tyron because those guys are, like, ferocious. Like, I like to watch Earl, old Earl's tape where it's just like, he's 27 years old, 26, 25, and he ain't worried about nothing. He's just <laughs> playing fast, you know what I mean? Like, he's just playing fast and reckless, and, like, I'm like, I'm 27 right now, so that's how I'm playing, fast and reckless. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. that's just kind of how I pattern my game, but I love everything that Tyron does about the game. That's really cool. You also mentioned that you played a little bit of quarterback, and I – I actually found out that you ran track, and that's one thing we have in common because I, too, ran track in high school, and I was I was pretty good myself. Nonetheless, can you talk about, you know, your track background, and did you run the 400? What'd you run? I was a 100, 100 guy and a 4x1, four 4x2 four guy. I did a little bit of long jump, but Ooh, okay. my 4x1. So, you know, in Texas, we take all sports <laughs> seriously. Yes. You know what I mean? So everything is serious. But my 4x1 team, I think, so we won state two out of my three years running mm. track wow. in the four by one, and I think we only lost fully healthy. We've only we only lost maybe one track meet where we didn't <laughs> get first place in the four by one. God damn! But like we were serious. Like we wasn't no, you know what I mean? We pull up, we might win. Like when we pulled up, people was like, ah, we gotta <laughs> settle for second today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we was on, bro. Like That's we gotta dope. think. My whole four by one team, I'm finna name you the colleges they went to and you won't believe it. Yep. So my whole so I'ma name six guys, right? And I'm finna name you the schools. And they all went to they all went somewhere to play running back except me. <laughs> they all went to these schools to play running back except me. So you got myself, Texas. You got DJ Monroe, Texas. You got Henry Josie, Missouri. Mm. You got um, Terrence Franks, Texas State. 
you got Ron Jackson, U of H. So all of us went to these big D1 schools, and they all went to go play running back, and I went to go play DB. And this was our track team, you know what I mean? Like, this is our track team. So we weren't just putting, like, football guys out there. That we putting football guys that could run track in college, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. DJ Monroe, you guys over here, he ran 10 2. My, my best friend, Henry Josie, that went to Missouri, a hell of a running back in Missouri. I think he's like second all time on Missouri, like rushing list or something like that. He ran 10 4. Terrence mm. Franks ran 10 4. I ran 10 5. Ryan Jackson ran 10 5. So it's just like we were running these times in high school where it was just like nobody was touching. And we just this little small country town, a bunch of country boys that like grew up together. Mm. That's dope, man. So I'm guessing you guys were sub forty one in the four by one then as a team. Oh yeah, we ran we ran we ran forty one easily. Forty one easily. We ran forty point nine a couple of times. Um but we got off the track meet at the rice track meet. No stretch. We had just left school. <laughs> we didn't even get the stretch. All we gotta do is put icy hot on because we was running late. We got off the track. We ran, got off there and ran like a forty point nine one and set the national record well not the national record. We had to like uh, fastest time in the nation at that point. Dang, you guys was moving, and I'm, I'm guessing you're the, your high school class was 2009. Now my high school class was 2011. Oh, two, oh man, Whew, y'all uh, was moving. Oh, yeah, wow. uh, yeah. No, the speed, the speeds there on tape too. I was watching your highlights this morning. I thought you should have scored against the Niners though. That oh, would have yeah. really. Uh, See the thing, I was trying to be, really trying to be extra cautious. <laughs> You know, I was just coming off the hamstring. Yeah, I feel it. So I was just trying to run straight line and really not do too much cutting mm. and stuff like that because it was just like I didn't know if that thing was going to go at any minute. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, ah, do I want to cut? Do I want to cut? Nah. <laughs> I think that was a good business decision. <laughs> right. That's what it was all about. No, that's cool because you ended up getting one against the Rams, though. The speed yes, was there. Exactly. Speed was speed was there too. Since we we talking about other sports now, because I got I got I'm and I'm every every Seahawk I talk to about this, I make it very clear. Even when I talk to Richard Sherman, I make this clear to him too. You guys are underestimating the media member's skills in basketball, right? Because like I've seen I've seen Russell play, I've seen Sherman play, or he's not a Seahawk no more, but I've seen Bobby play. I've seen I see the receivers hoop after after practice and stuff. Like I I, I see the game. We could beat y'all, man. I think I think we could take y'all. I think a five man team. Uh, who who did, who did I give them, Chris? Last time I gave them Russ, Bobby, Tyler, John Osua, B Mac, and Osua. I'll switch that. We'll and switch B Mac for Quandre. Okay. We'll switch that. I think we could take a five of you guys uh, against against five media members. What do you think? I don't think so. <laughs> See, so so here's my thing. You guys are football players, right? That's fine. That's great. You guys are really good at it. Congrats. Basketball is a whole different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to be able to dribble, shoot, play defense. Like, I don't – am I am I underestimating you guys? Is that what I'm doing here? I don't know if you – I don't know if you underestimate those guys. <laughs> but what I will tell you, um, I know a few guys that came down to Austin, NFL players, I'm not going to mention any names, came down to Austin, was kind of like sleeping on me, you know what I mean? Like, ah. Uh, you one of those guys drive. All you can do is drive, dribble, blah blah. You know what I mean? They got down and they like, oh damn, you can do everything. Like Uh-oh. you can do everything. Like yeah, bro. Like I grew up playing basketball my whole life. So like, once I get in the 
I you got to think if it weren't for Corona, I hoop twice a week, every week mm. during the off season. So either Tuesday and Saturday or Thursday and Saturday, I'm going to hoop twice a week. So like once I get in my groove and I get back in my rhythm, I can go to the gym. Like I so before Corona. We got back when we had the playoffs. What was our last game in the playoffs? Like January what? Like 12? Yeah, something like that. I got back. So I got back to Texas that Monday. Bro, I was in the gym on Saturday, pooping on Saturday. And then I had a, I was a little rusty. Came back the next Saturday. It was going crazy. Like people in the gym was just like, bro, like. It only took you a week. You ain't shot the ball since July. And you kept, like, I'm like that, bro. Like, I'm not playing. I was, okay, so I did a, I've done, like, an unofficial poll in the locker room. This might have been before you got here. That's why you didn't come up. A consensus yeah. I got was that Bobby's the best on the team. And then it was, like, Tyler after that. And then it was, like, number three was, like, a discrepancy. Like, some people said Nas Jones. I don't think you've, if you've hooped with him or not. But then, like, B-Mac came up. Russ came up. Uh, I don't think DK ever actually came up in that. Maybe John or Sue might have come up, but I don't know how many people had seen him. So let's revise that now. Where are you at on like the best basketball player on the Seahawks ranking? Then I'm either one or two. Oh, oh, okay. You okay. Get, I, I'll just put it like this: Tyler does his thing, right? He's mm-hmm. a shooter. He can shoot, but Tyler knows altogether his game not better than mine. So mm. if Tyler was number two. And Bobby's number one. Now, me and Bobby, we go at it now. Like, a horse, like, before walkthrough, we go at it. Like, me and him are like, we play horse every day. Mm. So, like, we go at it. And at one point, it started off, I was winning, like, 3-0. Then he caught up, and he was winning, like, 6-3. And then, like, it started getting more even at the end. But, like, he might have more wins than me and horse for sure. But Bobby's solid, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, Bobby's really good. I like his game. You know what I mean? So, I think Bobby can really hoop, but I really think, like, I'm like that, though. So, so you, don't so, get it twisted. So, okay. Because, you know, we, me and Chris, we play all the time, too. We like that, too. Yeah, we smaller, but we don't, it's cool. So, everybody's got to be confident. So, what we're going to do, when there's no Rona, we have to we'll probably wait for the off season now because camp about to start. But we're going to – you pick your five. Uh, maybe maybe that's not – we have to swap Russ out because he's $140 million. We don't want Russ getting hurt. Uh well, you pick your five, and I'm gonna get five media guys. We're gonna have to just play, like that's that's what it's gonna have to be. Cause we nice you just too. Just gonna go get five random media guys. No, we, I, we, so <laughs> no, nah, we we hoop as a media. Like uh, I've hooped with like the uh, guy from NBC uh, Sports, uh, the homie Ben, other black dude that be in there from the Seattle PI. Hoop with him. So you gonna uh, go get John Clayton? <laughs> don't do it like that. Disrespect. Don't do it like that. John, like 137 years old. No, nah, we gonna get John Clay. We got. You seen the media? Everybody in there ain't old, white, and out of shape. Like there's some young uh, people in the media that we we can ball. Now we and plus I'm not gonna lie, I don't I don't necessarily trust a lot of the guys in the Seahawks doing anything other than shooting or just being able to drive. Like you said, you can do everything. I don't know how many other guys on the team can do everything. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's not. It's it's hard to do everything right. Like I don't. I I, I seen Tyler shoot. You know, I seen some other guys who could shoot. That's fine. Tyler can shoot. He can't really dribble as good, but when I'm on the team, it's more like he good. He he can spot up. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It just depends. You know what I mean? It really depends because I don't see myself as a true point guard. I see myself as more of a combo guard. I'm more like like a Dane Lillard. 
Oh, oh, oh boy. Comparing himself to the Dame. <laughs> okay, Dame could do a little bit of everything. Well, you guys, you probably need a point guard. I guess John Arsua said he got a scholarship offered to Hawaii to play to play ball. So he's from Hawaii, though. I'm sure they just give it out scholarships because <laughs> he's a local. That's true. He is. Like, he's athletic, though. He's so uh, maybe that could be your point. You the combo. You got Tyler, Bobby, and you pick a fifth. I mean, you guys want DK or whatever, so you guys can grab some boards. I seen DK dunking on the dunking uh, his highlights on the other day. Yes. I, can, I can see DK, but I one thing about me, I pick DK because I know one thing. He's going to be physical and <laughs> So put him out there. I know he's going to hustle and everything. So yeah, yeah that's, that. that's fine. Yeah, you guys get some height in there too. Uh, that's okay. Joe, we, we, we stick Joe on him. It's not going to work. But, you know, we just we, we figured out. Joe's like, what, 6'3", Chris? 6'4". 6'4". That's cool. He's a little light in the pants compared to DK, but that's cool. <laughs> we all are compared we'll to DK. Work. Yeah, no, we are, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. But, yeah, we're going to have to make that happen. Um, I'll I'll figure out the match. I'll probably have to guard Quandre, Chris. That probably be how it is. Uh, good. Yeah. Have fun. I'm used to guarding the coach for Quandre. I'm used to guarding the best player on the other team, no matter who it is. So if that's you, then that's that's how we gotta do it. I'll take Lockett. <laughs> that's what's gonna be. Don't take. All I can say is you take Tyler. Don't freaking like leave him open, bro. People, people was we was here. People was I'm telling you, we were at here last year before I got traded to Seattle. Um. That summer, and it was me, Casey Hayward, um, my my cousin Sean, and it was one more dude, but I don't even remember who it was. But bro, we were going crazy out there, like going crazy. Like it was like we was we was like the big three. <laughs> oh, and it was my other homeboy MJ, and he like six five, six six. Ooh. So like going crazy out here. So don't get it twisted now. No, we we, we, we understand. Yeah, no, we get it. Only person I'm really underestimating probably is Russ. Like I've seen him play, and I'm not impressed. So everybody <laughs> else, though, I'm giving the, the benefit, <laughs> benefit of the benefit of the doubt too. But yeah, everyone the else. The thing he, is, I would never go against Russ because I know the type of competitor he is. Ooh, so it's like he point. might he might be out there. You see him, and he out there freaking like BSing. But like when the game start, Russ might be going crazy. Like. You know what I mean? You never know. I never put that against Russ. I see the competitor he is. That's true. It might be they might be down. We we playing to eleven. It's ten nine, and Russ just get the two of the meanest buckets <laughs> to 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 right. win the game. Yeah, that, you know you're right. right. That's just the type of person I see Russ being. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of person I see him being and handling that. Oh man, we're gonna have to make that happen, Chris. We're gonna have to have to do it. I'm I'm confident in our media guys. It's cool. Like that's I I believe. I appreciate, I appreciate the confidence. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's a different type of athleticism. All right, well, I'm going to need that LA Fitness in Bellevue to open up or something soon. Um, one last thing, Quandre, before I get you out of here, man. Just uh, what can Seahawks fans expect from this the Seahawks defense in 2020? Let's just assume a normal season. Maybe there's like 25% fans or something like that oh, I'm about this to year. Say, I mean, you can expect Corona not to go nowhere. <laughs> Let's say we get a season and it's, there's some fans in the stadium, maybe like 15,000 per stadium or something. What can we expect from the defense this year uh, in 2020? Um, hopefully, you know what I mean, just a super competitive, fundamentally sound, attacking, um, attacking defense, you know what I mean? Like, I think, um, we just need to get back to our roots and just play fast and physical and, um, just be, you know what I mean, just be, um, just be us, you know what I mean? Go back to having fun. Not worrying about mistakes. We make mistakes. We play fast. We cover those mistakes up. Um, 
I just think we just all, hopefully we all can stay healthy this year mm-hmm. and we can put together a full year. Yep. That's cool. Health is wealth. Please. Oh, man. Uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate you, Quanjay, for jumping on the show with us, man. Uh, best of luck to you. Stay safe uh, getting over here for camp. Best of luck to you in the defense uh, this year because you got anything? Is there anything else you'd like to add before we let you shake, man? Uh, no, nah, just, I mean, I hope we have a season. So, you know what I mean? I can just enjoy being back in Seattle, being with the guys, and just having fun. You know what I mean? I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, uh, we'll probably be seeing you guys on virtual interviews oh, this yeah, year. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's going to be a little be bit. That'll be even better for me. Now they got to bother me in the locker room. <laughs> hey, man, for, we don't even bother you that much. I don't feel like, do we? Yeah, because I'll be telling y'all that I'm good today. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I done got shot down by Quandre a couple times. Uh, <laughs> y'all, to, see, y'all don't understand as players, man. That's a little like a – it's not stressful, but it's like we'd be a, like having like anxiety walking up to a dude asking to talk to him, and he'd be like, nah. Then we got to do that little walk of shame back to the middle <laughs> of the locker room. It feel like a, a high schooler is asking a girl to dance at like prom, like, hey, can I – you know, what's up? And then like, nah. Uh, well, all right. Cool. <laughs> So, yeah, the, the guys who say nah a bunch, that's why everyone who says yes to me, I always say I appreciate you because I be getting all the no's in there just walking around. Uh, so. It be big because sometimes I just want to enjoy my cookie, but take it <laughs> real quick. No, no I, I get it. I get it. That's why I, I, like, I'm appreciated to every, I'm appreciative of everyone who says yeah. But, yeah, no, I get the no's from, from Quandre. I get a no from DK once a week. It's like a ritual. It's, it's fine. <laughs> It might even be twice a week I get a no from DK. That's cool, though, because I know it's not personal. Or maybe it might be. I got to ask him. Uh, Don't but, worry, man. I do the same thing to everybody, man. I do the same thing to our head, to the head media. I do the same thing. They like, hey, they want to interview this week. Nah, I'm good. I'm straight. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you. Look forward to uh, seeing you out here uh, at training camp, man. Yes, sir. Y'all be safe. I'm 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 good there. No, let's but basketball? not. Yeah, basketball. I can I can I can rock with that. For what it's worth, guys, we did bring up the clip that uh, Quanjay references when he goes against one on one against Tyler Lockett in college, and Tyler did push off. You can see, you can see. It's a good catch by Tyler, though. You should actually text him the video and be like, I see what you're talking about now. Oh, you're right. I should. I should. Because that it was a push off. Yeah, clear as day. And he's like, "What do you? What? Yeah, no. He gets up like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to eat an interception here. Uh, I don't know if he's going to pick that. But he was in really good position. He was. He was right there with he Tyler Lockett. Play on the ball for sure. That's very. That's very impressive. Uh, but yeah, shout outs again to Quandre Diggs uh, for joining us on the show. Make sure you guys uh, tune in to all our future episodes. We're going to keep bringing guests for you guys. We've been doing good all off season, Chris, bringing in the guests uh, during the Rona. Uh, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter uh, at. It doesn't matter. I'm verified. Uh, follow me on Instagram, too, because I'm verified there, too. Come on, Chris. You got to call a tweet machine, man, and <laughs> things will change for you. They will change you for you. You can follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206 and that CKID206. We want to thank everybody for tuning in for another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. Mike, we'll catch you later. Yep, we out. Maybe you just smoke